Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. Well, what a week it has been. It's come and gone. Opening weekend. A fun-filled, stressful, very wet sad and fun weekend so let's get into everything uh, we're just kind of kind of jump into some stuff here because i i don't have a beer i completely spaced on getting beer between doing nine episodes last week four nights of horror nights so far work side hustle work it's been a mad dash to get this episode out on top of if you have seen obviously us posting we were planning on doing a opening day vlog my brand new camera got fucked it is broken so i had to solve that issue because i have important video gigs lined up that i need to get squared away so on top of everything i mentioned i had to throw that into the mix as well so it's been a busy busy week i I do not have anything to drink so we're going to kind of jump into what we're talking about versus uh what we're drinking so today we're obviously going to be talking about opening weekend reactions we're going to be talking about the food and Bev, we're going to be talking about the zones, we're going to be talking about the houses, we're going to do it sort of broken up in halves. So we're going to talk kind of very vague about certain things, we're going to do a non spoiler section. And then we'll alert you when spoiler free is going to be exiting our program because we're going to get into as in depth as we can for each house. And that'll be for anybody that A, doesn't care about spoilers or B, somebody that has already gone through this event and obviously it doesn't affect them one bit. So we will get into that. Then we'll kind of do sort of a new segment we're introducing for our our Horror Nights season now that we're going, which is sort of an up-down series where we will talk about one, two, maybe three things max that have, have moved up for us, whether... It's it's a house, a zone, a show, food, operation, something like that. And then we'll we'll talk about some things that have been on the downswing for us. And these are going to be very fluid things. They can change throughout the season. They can change week to week. So it's going to be sort of a sliding scale of sorts. And we'll sort of, when we talk about these houses, we're going to reference back to our guest, the house, which was the kickoff of our one week until Halloween Horror Nights Podathon because there was some stuff we got right, some stuff we got wrong, and I'm excited to kind of look back into it. But before we completely get started with this episode, I did want to just shout out and say thank you. Thank you to everyone that listened to our one week until Halloween Horror Nights Podathon. Thank you to everyone at the event that has said hello, sh- shared stickers, thanked us. We actually had people thank us for for doing a podcast, which which blows my blows my mind still. Uh, thank you to the other other uh, podcast community friends that we we ran into over the weekend. 
the 365 crew. We got to kind of chat with them a bit. We got to see Tim from RIP. We saw Johnny Bronto from Haunt Scene. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody right off the top of my head, it is you know how this weekend goes and you know it's all a blur so i just want to shout out everybody and say thank you because i know jamie new to the program ish not new time wise but first first horror night season it's uh it definitely grows every year and we've had a lot of people come up and say what's up this year and that's super super cool so um i just wanted to personally say thank you to everybody that has done so and if you're coming to the event and you haven't had the chance yet, come say hello. We're doing little goodie bags. We're doing stickers to hand out. We got a whole bunch of stuff for you. But again, thank you. This is a a super humbling experience. We don't do it for anything other than the fact that we enjoy doing it. And it's just crazy to me that people, that many people listen and not only listen, but can spot us and pick us out of a crowd. It's just completely mind blowing at times. Any anything that you guys want to add before we jump into our actual start of this? You pretty much said the whole gist of it. I just think it's crazy that people actually listen to us. <laughs> I know I was telling some of the people that we were meeting and stuff like that. It's just it's just really nice to see other people enjoying what we do. Like you said, we just do this because we like doing it and it's fun and it's it's super fun and everyone in the community is just so welcoming and nice and it's just nice to share this experience with other people with like minds about liking the stuff that we like. Yeah. For one of the few bright spots in my life, Halloween Horror Nights is kind of there for me for two months and doing this. I never really thought that that we would get to the point where, you know, people recognizing, you you know, one of us and recognizing us as, you know, a podcast and granted, you know, most of this, we're, we're over microphones. We're not on camera a lot. So, being able to recognize who we are is kind of crazy, but um, yeah, you just make something bright a little bit brighter. And I, I thank you for, uh, you know, for, for letting us know that you, you listen and you enjoy it and makes us want to keep doing it. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give up <laughs> even though there are days where I, where, where I want to, but you know, you, you kind of keep me going. So uh, just keep on listening and uh, keep letting us know how, how much you, you, you appreciate it. And- Something we'll get into conversation in a little bit, but the amount of people that reach out and see us in public and ask us immediately, Seamus, did you do dragons yet? (laughs) Is seemingly the running joke of the community right now, but it is something we will obviously be discussing. I wear that that loud and proud, and uh, (laughs) I accept that I've become a meme in the horror community now, and uh, I just hope that uh, it can continue going strong. Hey, you know, subsequent years. You know they listen at least. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. true. That's true. All right. So, like I said, we don't have. Um, we're just gonna jump right into stuff. So, non-spoiler stuff. Let's talk about some food and beverage items uh, that we have enjoyed. I tried my best to sort of sample as much as I can, but I think one of the biggest bright mm-hmm. sides and one of the biggest surprises so far has been portion control and price. I- I've. I've yet to feel dissatisfied from a food item. Uh, I feel like I just keep getting my money's worth, you know, whether it's 10 or $11 for something, that item's been filling me up versus previously, I feel like it's been somewhat s- smaller-ish where I wasn't necessarily disappointed, but one item did not fill me up. This year, it's doing a good job at that. So I believe the items I've had so far was opening night, we had uh, some of the poutine. I've had... Uh, 
the walking taco. I've had the raviolis. I've had the carnival hot dog. <laughs> and I've I've enjoyed all of it. Obviously, some more than not. I think the poutine has been my favorite so far. Uh, we got it and it was just it was hot. It was fresh. It was coming after the, us being soaked in rain. So like it was steaming. It was great. The, the raviolis was really cool. They had a big piece of garlic bread in the bottom, which was a nice little addition. Mm-hmm. And you get to keep the can. So that was cool. The walking taco was huge. That thing that was like, I was expecting those like little mini travel size, like what you get I on a plane. Too. Fritos bags. But this thing was like a big bag. It had heft, heft to it. The only negative for that for me is when I have like Tex-Mex style food, I enjoy spice. So I wish there was maybe some Tabasco sauce or like just like little takeaway bottles you could add to that. So that's my only negative on the walking taco and the carnival hot dog, man. (laughs) It looks a lot wilder than it actually is. It tastes pretty. It tastes similar to a hot dog. And I know it's a hot dog, obviously, but it's got bubblegum mustard. It's got like a funfetti bun. It's got like Kool-Aid pickles and they really don't come together as this super sweet overload. It really does taste more like mustard than it does bubble gum. You know, it, it's very subtle in the sweetness. Now, I think I just said on Twitter not long ago that I, I do have a very major sweet tooth. So maybe to me, it's not as sweet. Maybe somebody else will have it and be like, I cannot. This is just too sweet. But for me, I did not mind it. I will be having that again at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so do you want to get into some items that uh, maybe you've had food-wise and then we can kind of try to remember what we had for drinks? I think yeah. for me, the only thing I've had is the poutine for food. I'm trying to think if, I, if I've had anything else yet. I keep trying to rack my I brain. Think it's I like, just the, yeah, I think it was just the poutine so far for me for food. Um I'm still willing. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm aiming to try some some more stuff. Um, it's just kind of hard <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, the poutine was awesome, and it seems like just from what I've seen other people get, you know, such as yourself, the portions are totally worth it. Like for ten, twelve bucks for something, and you get a ton of food for that twelve bucks, uh, and it is pretty filling. It's not like like I think you said you made a good point. Like last year, it felt like a lot of the stuff that you'd buy. It was almost snack-sized. Not everything. I think there were some things that were pretty well worth the price, but a lot of it was snack-sized. And now they've kind of started to really get more into the um, full-sized portion. Like not not maybe not a full meal, but enough there to like truly fill you up that you don't feel like you have to stop at three or four different places just to, just to you know to feel like you've you've had a decent. Yeah. Uh, amount of food. Um, but yeah, the poutine was great. So if you haven't had the poutine yet, definitely get the poutine. Um, I'm, I only had the pork one, which was phenomenal. I am meaning to try the, the veggie option at some point, but, um, or I should say vegan option because it's got like the vegan meat right in it. So, um, I have been meaning to try that one too, but yeah, no, it's, it's so far. It seems, it seems pretty solid. I'm a little, I mean, I guess I don't want to say disappointed. It's going to say, make me sound like an alcoholic, but like, like the Kraken, I kind of was hoping it would be a little stronger, um, but I guess it makes sense that if they're going to sell something like that, it's got to be like five or six percent, and that's about yeah. it. Um, yeah. Definitely feels like it's like a, a can of Coke with a splash of crack and rum in it, but yeah, still still pretty good, uh, but maybe not something I would get again. Um, 
you know, I'm glad I tried it, but you know, I think there have been a few mixed drinks that I haven't gotten yet that, I, that I'm willing to try at some point. Um, obviously it has to be a Friday night. It's hard to do mixed drinks on a Wednesday, but uh, I do want to try a couple different ones that, that they that, that I've seen so far that I haven't had the courage to buy yet, but Sorry, Seamus, I didn't know if you had anything else. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, no, 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 I just want to make sure. I said I didn't want to no, interrupt. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, you're I, good. I was just going to say, I feel like I kind of slacked off this weekend on getting food and stuff like that. I feel like we were really just heavy on trying to do the houses and seeing the scare zones and everything. And I get distracted easily anyway, so I was just kind of bopping around. But did try the vegan poutine along with Nick and Seamus trying the regular one, and it was phenomenal. Like Nick said, it was probably one of like – the freshest dishes that I've had from there in a long time. The fries were crispy. The vegan meat that they had on it was really good. The gravy was good. We had the ravioli as well, which for $9.99, it was a really good portion size. And you get to keep the can, which honestly was a steal. I really didn't think they're going to be putting the can out for everything. The only downfall I feel like on the ravioli was that the fried enoki mushrooms that were supposed to come on it, I got like one little mushroom sprig. <laughs> and it was really good, but I feel like it just should have had more and it would have made it a little more different versus just like regular like ravioli in a can. And did I try any other? We I tried to get the vegan walking taco last night and they were actually sold out of it, which kind of made me happy. So it seems like a lot of people are trying some more of the stuff, but I think that's all I've tried for the food so far. Yeah. Yeah. Drinks. I've definitely had more of the, the beer. Sorry. I had, yeah. to, had to mute myself real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the beer and the Kraken. I did try the Kraken. Like Seamus said, it is very much tastes like canned coca-cola i have gone back to it a handful of times being that it's just five percent so i can view it pretty much just as a bud light but for me it's it's easier to just grab the beer and go so that's kind of like where where i've been at i've had the whole hog i've had the Oktoberfest, and then just the classic i'm in a line give me a miller light give me a modello Mm -hmm. and let's let's kind of carry on with the show but i'm very excited to to kind of keep the food tour going i'm going to do my best to keep trying different items so I can report back to you. But there's only so many I can eat in one sitting, especially <laughs> when we've talked about the portion size. I, when I eat one poutine and that does it for the night, I really am not going to try and make myself sick by eating a thousand different bloody burgers. <laughs> and you know, the, the surfer boy pizza is probably up next, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to keep on keeping on. That's for sure. So let's get into zones because and again, we'll, we'll talk spoiler-free for now, and then we'll get into two actual spoilers. So I think we can start up front because that one is probably the one we can talk about the least as of right now, and that's Dr. Oddfellow's uh, collection of oddities right up front. It's something that, personally, I've only seen in passing. I haven't, you know, we've, we've mostly been doing Stain Scream at this point, and we did one night where we entered later, but we kind of just headed straight in to meet some people. So I've yet to see Dr. Oddfellow with the hot mic. Now, I've understood that it is a fun live mic. He does interact with the crowd, does crowd work and stuff like that. But I haven't had the time yet to sit up there and watch it. I feel like scare zones are usually a a week two thing for me where I like to spend time in them. And once I've kind of checked the houses off a a good amount, then I can kind of enjoy the zones a little bit more. I do enjoy that 
while there are some characters in that zone from other zones, there are also some characters that are unique to that zone. So I do, I do like that. It feels a little less repetitive compared to last year where it was other than pumpkin Lord. That's every other person in that zone was from another zone. But do you have any other thoughts of that one? I just feel like it was a little empty. I feel like it's a really, I see what they wanted to do with not having the minions area blocked up during the day and stuff like that with the new ride opening. But I feel like it's just a really off put setting for the scare zone. And I feel like it just kind of leads you into Zodiac. So I feel like it kind of makes people think that it's like a split scare zone. But the characters are pretty cool that they have in it. I've mentioned before that I really like seeing the uh, throwback characters and use characters and stuff like that before. But the other night when we were, I left the park a little bit early before Nick did and Dr. Oddfellow was walking through and he was chit-chatting with me for a little bit, which was fun. And it is, I do like the interactiveness of it. It's just not something that I look forward to compared to the other ones as much, just not as abundant with props and with the set designs and stuff like that yeah i think i need to spend more time in it um it's 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 off-putting being yeah, odd fellow off-putting it's it's off-putting <laughs> where it is a little bit i agree with jamie that i do feel like it does bleed a little bit too much into the hollywood boulevard one like scare zone um and i think that if they keep it here going forward it will they, they're really gonna have to do a better job of like de- delineating the two of them but I, I i haven't really spent a ton of time admiring the the characters yet um but i have seen odd, odd fellow once and that was pretty cool he looks really great um i think he he's one of the better costumes one of the better costumed actors they've had in a very long time uh he's awesome but I need, I need to spend more time in there and interact with them a little bit, interact with that whole scare zone a little bit more. Um, Cause it does seem like there might be some little set piece in there somewhere, but I haven't really spent enough time to see what it is. Um, but yeah, I, again, not enough to like make a early determination um, on that one, but yeah, it, it, I think maybe they need to go early enough where I can kind of just hang out there for a few minutes. It's, it problem is it's too close to the front of the park. It really what it, what it comes down to. It's like, you're not going to want to spend a ton of time standing in that one little area. Um, so I don't think it, I think it kind of hurts it a little bit where, where it's located, but you know, unfortunately, like you were saying, it, it kind of just suffers from the fact that they put that new, uh, I won't even call it a ride that minions experience, um, in that building. So, but yeah. And I guess it's, it's a little bit easier to talk spoiler versus non-spoiler with scare zones and houses. So our, our scare zones are, our spoiler section will probably be a lot shorter because we can talk pretty vague about that versus houses and rooms. It's easier to ruin that. So we'll move up. I guess we'll just move along and go towards the uh, dark Zodiac zone. Now that's, this is a zone that I had very hyped up again. I've spent some, I've spent more time here, but I do feel like more often than not, I kind of go straight up the middle to those front houses or I'm already in the, in the scare zone or, I'm already in the stain scream area for houses and I either hit front or back and I've not necessarily avoided that area, but I just haven't again, spent too much time in there. So non-spoilers, I guess I, I do enjoy the zone. I think they need to work on a couple things. I think lighting is a little bit of an issue right now because I think the character design is very, very cool, but I do think the way they lit it, makes it a little bit harder to read all the work that they've been doing this year at nighttime. 
So it's that's that's my biggest issue right now with Dark Zodiac, but I I need to spend more time over there. But so far I'm really impressed with the character designs. Me too. Yeah, this, yeah I mean the characters look great. Unfortunately, this scare zone I I think it suffers a little bit. Um from a few different things one none of the set pieces really make a whole lot of sense when it's dark out and maybe that's just me but like i felt like last year with grave with the graveyard um you knew you were in a graveyard and they had very unique distinct characters um that really kind of all worked there wasn't really a bad character this one it's really hard to see what's going on when it's dark out um and i i wish i could appreciate the various character designs more than i can right now uh, again i think I, I, I do need to spend a little bit of time in it and maybe get a better you know look at everything but if that has to be like before the sun goes down i kind of just i feel like that defeats the whole purpose of having a scare zone so that one it, it sucks because i think it really does it, it could potentially be my favorite scare zone this year but i just without without some balance in the lighting I, I don't i don't know if i don't know if i can fully, i can if i can truly appreciate it or not maybe that's just me i don't know um but i will say this why did we put chainsaws in it like you completely ruined the vibe of that of the scare zone by putting those fucking chainsaws in the damn scare zone and maybe i know nick and i share the same opinion i don't know if we share the same opinion with the, with the majority of the community but the chainsaws are the stupidest thing ever i hate it i hate it so much um like I don't understand why we're like, hey, let's just put a bunch of black masked characters in here with scare with, with chainsaws, and that'll make it better, won't it? And yeah. that to me reeks of this is a weak scare zone, so we need to put something in it to liven it up, and that's exactly what that kind of feels like. And I, and I and I, and that it, that I don't know, I can't. I'm speechless of how much I can't stand it. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe Jamie's going to no. tell me I'm crazy, but I don't think so. I think in a year where we have stuff like circus tropes and stranger things and the exorcist and people bringing up all these different cheap, like repetition uh, chainsaws are number one for me. It's just, it's such a overplayed haunt cliche where like, I understand why, but I don't have to like it. I don't I, because like Texas chainsaw massacre, that's the only thing that like has valid reason to have chainsaws, but like, I don't know why they moved him from Simpsons to there. Like, what was the point of that? Like, did Disney go, "Hey, we can't have we can't have chainsaws in our Simpsons zone anymore"? I, I'd love to know the answer to that because, like, you know what? Them being in Simpsons, whatever, I can look past it because you know it's the Simpsons. There's nothing really in there, um, so just stick them there, whatever. But like, why put him? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why they put them there. I think they just needed a reason to use them because someone at Universal Creative is like, "We gotta have chainsaws, man! It, how can you not have chainsaws at a Halloween event? What you crazy? Like, I, I swear, there's gotta be somebody there on staff that like has <laughs> like a fetish guy. for chainsaws. Like, I don't know. It's gotta be what it is. And look, yeah, if, you, I, if you happen to listen to us and that offends you, stop having a fetish for chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on board. I, I think it's overplayed. I think it's cheap. And I just don't, I really don't, unless it completely makes sense, I don't want it. And that kind of goes with anything, right? I don't need anything technically shoehorned in, but I, I especially don't need something that's just annoying. Yeah, I just think it kills the vibe. In. That's really all it does. I think it kills it the vibe out of the scare zone. It really does. Because my my opinion on the zone is that it, I thought 
I was originally thinking more, you know, fantastical and mystical or whatever. And you're going through and you're seeing all these cool things. And then all you hear is like, and I was like, you know, I'm out of it now. You've brought me out of it. Right. It's but exactly Jamie, what it is. Yeah. It's it's just it's annoying more than anything. And yeah, sorry, I keep talking over Jamie. If you please share your opinion because <laughs> no, it's I okay. want to know if you share it with with me. Yeah, I kind of. I think you guys figured. I kind of differ a little bit from you guys. I feel like the whole, I, which it wasn't the vibe I was thinking they were going to go for with the Zodiac Scare Zone, but I feel like it's Zodiac with a mix of like steampunk, mechanical-esque gears and stuff, which I really kind of like, and it's kind of different, and I really enjoy going around and seeing the different Zodiac signs and seeing all the different like beltlets, belts lit up that have their symbols on it and stuff like that, and I feel like I don't hate the chainsaws i feel like they i don't want to say they're just extra characters put in just to kind of fill up the zone a little bit more but i feel like if there is a storyline they're kind of following i feel like they're more so like the zodiacs like watchmen i would kind of say because on all of their chainsaws they have all the zodiac signs on them i saw in some different pictures and stuff like that kind of like Oddfellow's henchmen is what i was assuming they were going for with that so i don't particularly hate them like you said, they don't really fit. And I feel like chainsaws are that one cliche that you see every single year. But but it is what it is. Yeah. So let's continue through the park and hit Jungle of Doom. Uh, this is something that I think was sort of in the middle of our rankings based off of previous years and that zone getting a little congested. Now, I will say it does feel a little bit more open this year. It does. I do enjoy the character designs in this one as well. I think... I, I feel like it's just missing something, though. It, that's what it feels like to me. I feel like I'm missing some audio to really bring me into that jungle vibe. I I don't know. I enjoy the little showy kind of deal that they have up at the front with one of the characters. I enjoy... I do enjoy the characters. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't... Again, we haven't spent, like, a copious amount of time in these zones yet, so I feel like we can't fully appreciate them. So what are your opinions on uh, Jungle? I do feel like it's missing a couple set pieces, unfortunately. Like you said, I feel like it's more open, which we had said we wanted before. But I feel like it's just missing a couple more things. I know they have some bigger ones like the plane and stuff that uh, I know that's not really a spoiler. A lot of people have seen that. Some of the bigger stuff, but... Like you said, the characters are great. I love the characters, really love the costume designing and all the masks that they have and stuff like that. But I just feel like it's a little empty. But I feel like it's it's either you get one or the other. One or the other. You have more space to walk through with not as many set pieces or you could be a little bit more congested and have more set pieces. So. Yeah, it's, you, growing Shanice, on, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's growing on me the more I go through it. I think when I first went through it opening night, yeah, I wasn't super sold on it, but in the more I've done it, I'm getting more out of it. I think the characters, most of them are really well, are done really well. There might be one that I'm not super sold on. There's one that I'm really like sold on, but I think you can, you guys know why. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to give anything away, but um, I think that for the most part, it works. It does feel a little empty, but. No, I don't say empty. It feels a little more wide because everything's kind of pushed to the sides, or maybe this, maybe, maybe the little sets that are in there for what they have aren't as big as they have been in the past. But I think that you almost kind of have to in that in that area because it really does it does shrink pretty pr- pretty pretty quickly when you put a lot of big big set pieces in it. Like 
look at think of scarecrow scarecrow last year um it definitely felt congested but sometimes you need to do that with a scare zone the problem is is that that one always seems to be super busy i mean and i think that's partially because of how how skinny it truly is i think that you you have like a parade of people going in one direction and you're trying to go the other direction it is it it is you can tell it's it's kind of annoying a little bit i mean there's nothing they do about it but um it definitely feels a little congested when there's a lot of people in it and it's hard to really appreciate it. So if you can go on a night where it's not crazy, like a weeknight, for example, like a Wednesday or a Thursday, I would totally suggest it because you'll get a better, you'll get a better feeling of the scare zones, specifically that one when there's less people there. But on a busy night, like a Saturday night, it's really hard to appreciate it because there's just so many frigging people. But again, otherwise, you know, it's, not not my not my favorite yet, but also not my least favorite either. Well, let's move along to what may be something you're alluding to, and that's Shipyard Thirty Two. <laughs> yep, hate it. <laughs> yep, um, and I feel bad because, like, I know that, like, you know, as a scare actor, you kind of get stuck wherever they stick you. So, like, I know you guys are trying real hard. If any of you are listening. So don't take this as I think you guys are doing a bad job. I just think you're you've you've got very little to work with over there, um, and it seems like there's you talk about lacking. Like that one feels like it's lacking some things. I mean, they look some of the stuff looks kind of cool, but only because like it looks like it took a lot of work to build it. But it just feels like it, it's a, a scattering of boxes and then a crane. And then maybe like a, a truck or something, or is that, that van or whatever that's in there. Yeah, like it yeah. feels like it just—it feels like this one was totally thrown together last second, and I don't think it was, but it feels that way. Like there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no story to it. There's not. There's, there's just there's just nothing that says, "Hey, stick around here and check everything out." Is you know, it's really cool. Like I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you think? I mean, are you kind of on the same boat, or do you think that I'm crazy? Nope. Uh, same boat. Do I, again, I hate critiquing stuff that I'm sure people are I do listening too. that, I do but, but it, it's a fair critique because it, it feels very lackluster. It feels very last minute thrown together. Whenever I hear that a zone or a house is shoehorning past characters into a zone for me, my immediate reaction, whether good, bad or indifferent is they ran out or didn't have an idea and are just reaching into the the closet and pulling out random crap. That's what it feels like to me. And it's just, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm more down on it because of how favorable I was towards Conjure the Dark, which was there last year. And I felt utilized that area a lot better than past zones have of recent history. And then they just kind of went backwards and it just felt and it, i'm not like it's tough i'm not i don't want to say i'm disappointed because i nece- i didn't necessarily have high expectations to begin with but i'm still a little let down i do feel i do feel ch- like it was the the easy way out and it was cheapened a little bit but i we can get into the characters when we kind of want to talk spoilers a little bit but yeah overall just not a fan i have there's no reason for me to go there there's nothing pulling me there right now and maybe that'll change, but as of right now, it's sort of. Great. I don't know. I mean, I, I always said no spoilers, and we're kind of spoiling it a little bit. But I mean, 
there's just not a lot there. It's really what it yeah. comes down to. It just it feels that one feels barren. Of all the of all of the scare zones, this one feels like that's the most barren. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure Jamie's going to tell us that we're both wrong. But go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> what, what do you think? No, <laughs> no, I'm pretty much on the same page as you guys. I'll be able to talk more about the positives that I like about it when we get into the spoilers and stuff like that. But I feel yeah. like a little too detailed to, to mention right now. Yeah. yeah. So let's move over now to New York, where we got Vamp 69, which I think, I think is the fan favorite right now. I think it is, yeah. I think again, I, overall, I think the Scare Zones still are a work in progress as a whole, but this one feels the most together as of right now. It feels like there's, sure. obviously it's the biggest area, but it does feel very character heavy. I do see a lot of people in there. So it's that is a nice plus. There's there's various little set pieces. There's a lot of cool interaction. A lot of the characters are super funny and cool. I do wish, and again, this may come from me not spending time in there often enough, but I do feel like I hear the same three or four songs. I do wish maybe more yeah. variety in songs, but yeah, maybe it it's something like I'm they, just missing. It feels like they didn't get... You know, you're right. It feels like they maybe they either they only have the rights for a few things, and it's a very short playlist. Um, but I still feel like I think you're right. This is definitely the most complete scare zone, at least as of right now. Um, I, I I think that for something that I I I didn't think there would be enough to really fill the theme, they're doing a pretty good job of it. Um, They've added quite a few set pieces that really do make sense, make you feel like you're at a Woodstocky type event in the '60s. Uh, and you and you're right. There's there's some really cool characters in there as to, in there as well. Um, so as of right now, I think by default this is my favorite scare zone. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like by far my favorite scare zone, but it's as of right now it's number one for me, yeah. anyways. Jamie, <laughs> well, I mean, we know you, how you feel. You guys, you guys don't gotta tell me twice. This scare zone, I could, I could live in it pretty much. I mean, I knew it was gonna happen on opening night after we went through. I forgot what house it was, honestly. But I separated from everyone for about thirty-five minutes, and I was like, "Damn, I should probably meet back up with them." And I was just walking around, taking pictures, taking everything in. It's just so. The scare actors in that zone, just the energy that they have, the chemistry that they have with each other, the costuming, designing, the soundtrack that they have. A little disappointed, like you said, too, Nick. Maybe I just haven't spent as much time that I've heard as many songs, but I have heard quite a couple. But there's some I feel like on there, like I haven't heard California Dreaming. I was really hoping that was going to be on there. And I think it would fit really well. And um, downtown, they play a lot during the park. And I feel like that song would go really well in in the zone, too. And I haven't heard that one. But... 10 out of 10. I knew I was going to love this zone. I love it, love it, love it more and more every time I go through it and see it. And I can't wait to see how it evolves over the season. If they're going this hard now, I feel like it only only could go up from there. So I'm really excited to see how it goes. Nice. All right. So let's get into some houses now. And before we get into our full spoilers, let's instead of going house by house, because we're going to we don't need to talk about 10 things twice. I guess let's just bunch it all together right now and just give our thoughts overall on the houses this year. Non-spoiler. So we've all done every house at this point. Seamus, what do you think overall on the houses of 32? Uh, I'm, I can pleasantly tell everybody that I was, I was wrong in a few of them. Um, I think that what we're going to see is 
not just ours, but a lot of the community is going to have very very different looking final rankings than they did when they did all their hype lists and you know looked at the map and was like oh which, which one am i gonna like the most i think that i think for them for most of us you know maybe not our number ones uh, but you know for the list itself i think they're gonna look a lot drastically different than what we had initially when we started i think that a lot of them there's definitely a couple that are like you know, had very little hope for and completely blew those expectations out of the water and were a lot different uh, and a lot better than what we expected, at least, you know, from my perspective anyways. Uh, you know, there's one that I'm sure that uh, my, my opinion hasn't changed much on, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, Jamie, what do you think overall? Honestly, I'm very surprised with all the houses. I feel like there's only one house in particular that I just really didn't enjoy because I feel like I didn't have that connection with it. But I feel like the set designs this year, they just really went above and beyond. I feel like there was a couple houses that maybe we thought it was going to have similar facades and was kind of going to get a little meshed together. But I feel like all of them have been so different and so unique in their own way. And I'm, I'm really surprised with them, honestly. Even the houses that I didn't have as high as expectations for, I feel like are honestly on some of my top list now. Yeah. And I think for me, uh, similar, similar response that Mm -hmm. all houses have, well, not all houses, but just overall, I'm, I'm very happy with the houses. And I think that's something that I've talked about with a couple people now is that every house seems to be on average higher than past years. You know, I feel like in the past years, for example, there was maybe one or two houses that were like rock solid tens. Mm-hmm. And then some were maybe like sixes and fives. I feel like we brought the average down. Now, I, It's hard to say after opening weekend that a house is a 10. And I don't believe I had even said that at the time, you know, say like Wicked Growth, Graveyard, Dead Man's. I don't know if I necessarily was like, OK, this is the best house of all time after opening weekend. But I did have a a sense that it was going to be a very, very good house. There's maybe one house that I have that sense about today, this year, but I feel better overall if everything is kind of an eight versus everything kind of being top heavy middle ground. I think everything's sort of averaged out this year for the majority of the houses. I think scenery on most of these houses are, are fantastic. The set design, the characters, they're all really, really good. And I think I'm sure more stuff will come to my head once we get into spoilers and actual specific houses. I'll have sort of a more talk about at that point. But overall, I'm very happy with the houses. I'm very happy with the, I guess, diverse subject matter is is the best way to put it. You know, we weren't really sure about two or three houses, exactly what we were going to get because the descriptions were were fairly blank. We, it was just kind of a very basic, generic description of what was going to be happening in that house. And I'm pleasantly surprised that neither of those houses fumbled. And those are actually two of my favorite houses this year. So I guess overall, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Now, let's talk about some uh, oh, the negatives, I guess. Are of some stuff, and I'm not going to put names out there yet, but some of the stuff did get a little too ambitious, 
I will say in one house that I'll talk about, I think they had a good idea and they sort of tricked themselves into thinking it was doable. And then when we get the final product, it's a little, eh, little, little sloppy at best. Um, I do think that for the lows, uh, there are some houses that have some scenes where, and I know I just praised the scenery, but I think there's some that have rooms that kind of took the easy way out, which at the biggest haunt in the country, questionably world, whatever, you know, it's one of the top dogs. I don't think it's something that this event should be taking. I think it's shortcuts that shouldn't be present at this event. And it's just interesting that they chose to do them because in similar instances, in similar houses in the same year, they opted to not take the easy way out. So that, that part kind of upset me a little bit. What, Jamie, any, I guess, non-spoilery things on the low points of houses overall? I feel like I noticed it in more house, more houses than none. And I know it's opening weekend and I'm not trying to be a hater or anything like that. But I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities for boo holes and whatnot, it seemed like. I feel like a lot of the spots that I noticed in some of the houses where I thought there was going to be scare actors, there wasn't. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I missed it. But I'd even like look behind for a couple people and there was nothing. So I feel like it could have just been the lack of scare actors or maybe that was just how they set it up and how they had different boo holes and other spots and stuff like that. But I feel like that was the only thing that kind of not diminished my experience for it, but I guess was on the lower, a lower end for it. Yeah, I did notice that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a couple houses that have in a couple one house. rooms. Yeah, there's a couple houses with a couple rooms where I'm like, there's got to be someone here, surely. And there wasn't. And there wasn't. And I, I don't remember a year super recent where there was as many empty rooms where it was more just scenic and they relied on scares of just sound effects and, and objects moving versus having actual characters. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's kind of where I'm at for, for the low points of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, did you have any low points at all yet that you want to talk about? Non-spoiler free. Yeah. Spoiler free. Anything that like any, any things you notice throughout any of the houses that are sort of like maybe not firing right now? I mean, <laughs> or do you want to save it for the spoiler? Well, free, I uh, mean, uh, obviously the funny, the fun, everything, every, what everybody wants to hear is how I feel about one particular house. And I will get to <laughs> that, but um, no, I mean, I felt like some of the problems I had with just overall, I think we're just, byproducts of it being opening weekend i mean unfortunately it sucks because people a lot of people go to opening weekend because it's the first weekend that's open but i think that they suffer from having to still hammer out some of the you know you know the imperfections and really kind of get into a groove because after a couple of days you know you go third fourth night in a row and you can definitely tell that they have figured out a lot of what you know, the problems were, and now it's a much better experience. So I think that in the beginning, there were some spots where you could definitely tell they were still kind of getting it working, but now, you know, going last night, doing a couple houses last night, I think it really, they've kind of started to put in plan or put in place a focused, you know, this is how we're going to attack each house. This is how we expect you to, to act in certain boo holes or certain areas of the, of, of, you know, certain rooms. So yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything crazy 
that just feels weak to me. But you know, other than that, I think yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think it was a solid opening weekend. I really do. I think it was a solid first couple of days. So yeah. um, it's hard to really talk about the houses in detail without being able to spoil anything. So yeah. um, I think we need to hurry up and just start spoiling so, shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's just jump into it now. So th- that that's kind of the ending of our spoiler free talk. Uh, let's get into some spoilers now. Let's so spoilers quickly, from this point forward. Spoilers, everybody. Yeah. If you haven't been to the event yet, you don't want shit spoiled to you. Stop listening. Yep. Um, <laughs> At this point. Let's, let's quickly run through those scare zones really quick and just, again, some stuff. And, and we don't have to have any anything crazy in depth because we did a good job talking about the stuff. And again, we haven't spent too, too much time in those zones. But I don't have anything to add for Dr. Oddfellow that involves spoilers uh, because I have not spent as much time in there. Did anybody have anything for that zone in particular? Or? No, other than a, that that wagon thing. Um, a little stage coach. Yeah, that little stage area. I haven't had a chance to sit there long enough to see if anything really happens with that or if it's just kind of like Oddfellow, his little hangout area. Because yeah. um, like, I think if there's something interesting there that makes you stop and watch, I think it could change the change the opinion of the uh, of that particular scare zone. But other than that, no. I don't really have anything yeah. in particular. Yeah, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you guys see them, saw them before, but I think there is a couple characters in there from Vanity Ball, possibly. Am I wrong? Oh, maybe. No, you they might be look, right. I don't know, though. Vanity Ball-esque, they but did. I don't know if they're necessarily from that. But, but I wasn't those were the sure. characters I was alluding to that are, are different, that aren't from other Scare Zones this year. Yeah. But... It it does seem nice and original that they're that they're in the zone. I like them; they're fun. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Uh, moving on to Dark Zodiac again. The character design is awesome. the The Scorpio, the Scorpio, super super cool. amazing. The little head getting dunked into the barrel. I finally saw that. It's over on the side. I believe the Aries, the Aries. was doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I. Again, I'm terrible with the astrological signs. There was one character in there that I, I tried to guess guess what it was, and I kept shooting out ideas, and they kept nodding their head no. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, ran, I ran through the only three that I know off the top of my head. So I do like that, but again, makeup makes it hard. It's hard to see all the really cool designs in the dark. So go see it at the daytime. But the little crab person is super cool. What is it? A Capricorn, I think, or. I was going to say it might be the cancer cancer. Okay. Yeah, 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 cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I'm still learning my signs, <laughs> but yeah, that, that part was really, really cool. And the chainsaws definitely take me out of it. Uh, jungle of doom. Once I want to say one thing too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's yeah, okay. It I was just going to say that the, uh, the Gemini character is really cool too. The two face one. It has like the mask in the front and the mask in the back. That one's super cool. Oh yes. And when they're yeah. walking around, it's like hard to see like which way they're coming from. So I really like that character too, but that's all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seamus, anything last for Dark Zodiac at all? Or not no, so not much? what I've already yeah. said. I mean, I, character design looks really cool. The Scorpion lady is the only one that I've been able to actually identify. I haven't identified any of the other ones because I don't know no signs yeah. as well. I, mean, I guess there may be like a bull-like character, which would be Taurus maybe. And uh, I know yeah, that yeah. because I'm a Taurus. But uh, other than that, nope. Uh, just get rid of the chainsaws. That's all I ask. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jungle of Doom. Love the praying mantis on stilts. That Love thing is it. sick. The the explorer up front, really cool, fun little mini show, I guess. Yes. Um, it, again, the, the bats look cool. All the little bat eyes are sick. 
I just wish it does. It just does feel a little like it's missing just a little something and I don't know exactly what it is. But anybody else for Jungle? The snake person scare actor that they have, I think it is, with the long hair and kind of like the slit mouth face that it looks like. I want to say it's a snake with the little shakers. Love him. Got me pretty good the other night. Really cool character, Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) Yeah, the ghillie suit guy is my favorite one. Yeah. 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 Reminds me of the old days. They used to have those little guys and they would hide in the bushes with like duck collars. Those were fun. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. other than that, again, this this scone, this scone. I get food in the brain. The scare zone, it's, like I said before, it's growing on me. Um, I do like a lot of those characters you guys have mentioned. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I just feel like it, there's just not a lot going on. And and I think that partially may just be that they're kind of figuring out how to best attack the zone. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm hoping that as the year goes, as the as the event goes on, the season goes on, that they'll get better at, um, you know, maybe figuring out exactly where to put people and otherwise it's just, it feels like a little, yeah, it just definitely feels a little lacking. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shipyard 32. Uh, We have characters from Tooth Fairy. Uh, There are characters from, oh God, I forget of it. It wasn't the hardest, but it was was something along. Yeah. We have characters from Scarecrow Zone last year. We have characters from Conjure the Dark from last year. It does feel just sort of like a hodgepodge mixed match crew. Uh, there's one character design in there which I, I just do not like. It it looked very cheap. It's like the the <laughs> sailor outfit with like a big monkey mask. Sailor rat. Yeah, and it looks like it something was a monkey. from. I don't know. It just looks like it was like a demon rat or something like that. It looks like Walmart. Masks. It, it does. It, it, yeah, so it does. I liked him. I thought it was kind of goofy looking. I thought it was supposed to be Hate like it. a Treeks and Foons character dressed up in like a sailor costume. I feel like maybe. The, the face was like elongated and kind of like droopy like that. But yeah, me, maybe I'm missing something. But for yeah. me, all I can see is big giant fake plastic too big for the person's face so it's like smushing around yeah like the masks we would buy as kids because we thought they were cool looking yes but they were like massive and made us look goofy like a freaking like bobblehead yep not a fan unfortunately i'm sorry but i just the I gotta bat, call it how i how i see it the bat on stilts though super cool very cool like yes. that a lot i really like that um vamp 69 what do we are there characters? Are there objects in the zone that you really like? Is there stuff you're you're really just kind of missing? The go-go dancers on the boxes. I love them. Finally got to see some of the stage show last night. Loved it. Really fun. Um, the uh, merch tent area with the hookah set up with the vampire eating the person with the hookah stabbed into them. Super cool little fun spot too. There's another booth that I think it has like the vampire making a bowl of salad with like a severed head which was super fun too i always like the little side things in the scare zones and like i said i feel like this is the one i've spent the most time in so far so i feel like i've been trying to go around see the little different side things that they're doing and stuff like that but the character casting that they did for the zone is just so good like i mentioned before the outfits are just so fun the music is good i just love the whole vibe in the scare zone can't get enough of it yeah, I I really do enjoy it. However, I do still feel like it's just missing a little something, and I don't know exactly what that is yet. But I mm-hmm. I do enjoy it a lot. I like the uh, 
I think my favorite right now is the, the older gentleman with the bottle who's just walking yeah. around very like <laughs> Cheech and Chongy. Like that is my, mm-hmm. that dude is so sick, but I, I do enjoy it so far. Uh, I just hope that they maybe add some more music to the list and, and yeah. continue that loop a little bit longer. Yeah. I like the merch stand and I'm Super fun. surprised. I haven't seen any of that stuff that they've like hanging up there in the merch, like in the actual like merch stores. I know. Um, like to like that t-shirt would be cool to have like the tie dye shirt that they're set that, that, that the, the merch vendor is selling. I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool to grab one of those, but yeah, I, I, this so far I dig this scares on the most. I really like the idea that it's hard to kind of tell sometimes who's a scare actor and who isn't. It is. Uh-huh. Uh, and they kind of sneak up on you quick and you don't realize it. And that's fun because typically scare zones don't really quote unquote scare me because you know, you're outside, you're surrounded by other people. It's, you know, it's not as enclosed and as, as cordoned off as the houses are. So having a, having a scare zone like that kind of ups the scare factor a little bit of it. So I, I like it. I, I think it's fun. It's, it's, it's a little campy. It's a little, a little cool. I, it, it definitely, if you're into vampires, it's definitely the thing to do. Um, and it seems like everybody's a big fan of vamp, 85 and man 55 so this kind of does the same thing um just in a different era so yeah it's definitely definitely the best scare zone so far yeah all right well let's jump right into houses let's start right at the front blood moon who wants to take this thing away phenomenal take it let's take it away best house house i've been through since i've been going to hgen and i am not (laughs) i'm not i'm not afraid to say it it's better than but wicked growth it's better than graveyard games um and i'm not just saying that like this house is it takes the best elements of all the houses that i've done Mm -hmm. and really work for me and combines them all into one um no scene fails in that house uh they they were able to pull off a whole bunch of really cool uh, you know effects you, you really do feel like you're outside in like a village you really do get that feeling of being you know in a in a, in a place at a time almost and it, it just it just works so well um you know and it it, it, it makes liberal use of, of the effect of is that person real or is that person fake is that a real thing like, is that a real person there um and it just it just works so well i love the theming of it too you know i'm a sucker for you know early american northeastern colonial theming and this is exactly what this is it's literally everything i thought was going to be in the house is in that house um and i think it's it's as close to a perfect experience as you're going to get i really do think that and i don't think that's i don't think that opinion is going to change between now and the end of october we knew we were going to love it we knew it No, I really did. I, I knew I, I, didn't, did. I knew I, I knew I was really gonna like it. I didn't expect to be as blown away by it the first time I went through it, yeah. um, as much as I was. And to me, as of right now, it's criminal that it's that it doesn't have <laughs> that, that it doesn't have a, the weight that I think it should. It like criminal. it's crazy to me that it's like maybe a thirty-five minute wait at most. It's crazy to me. You walked out and but, you were yeah. like, "Oh my god, that was phenomenal. yeah." And, <laughs> and I get, I understand that like we're not the target audience necessarily in, in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is you expect things like the last of us and stranger things to have ridiculously long waits at all times, because it's, that's what they're bringing people in for. It's like, Hey, come see this crazy American show that you you amazing show you love so much. Um, and then, Hey, we get some cool original ideas that are pretty sick. Whereas we appreciate the originals, I think more than we do the IPs. I know I do. Um, 
so yeah, this, I mean, I, I don't know how much more I can say without sounding, you know, repetitive, but that, that, yeah, that to me, as of right now, it's my number one house and it's, it's not even close. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the scenery in this. It has kind of pretty much what we said. We, we, we talked about having a town center. Yep. It has it. Obviously the bright orange blood moon. It has it. Called it a giant witchcraft center. It has it a room with cloaked people as dummies. It has it and a little dancing ceremony. It has it. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of picked a lot of the stuff that has, that was in the one thing that really surprised me that I was like, wow, that's sick is the little candle room with the person full yeah. of like melted candles and stuff. I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. But yeah, overall, the only negative I will say is that for me, I feel like most of the jump outs and the scares, most of them are just the stupid like knife slashy sound like. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I, I love this house. I really do. The, I, this, the sets are ridiculous. The costume's awesome. I love the little uh, bell toll guy. Yes, that's like what the, I was going like to say. Little like the watchman mask. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, this this had everything we wanted. And again, I'm not the biggest. That's not my forte necessarily. You know, we've we've talked my history of the witch and stuff like that. <laughs> but I still very much enjoy this house. And it is that beautiful house. It is does have that dead man's aspect to it where it's just such the scale is there and it's it's progressive. I'll say this right up front. For every house, <clears throat> every house has progressively got better since opening night. We went last night on Wednesday and everything was just that much better, whether it was, the sound was adjusted, whether the char- there was more more characters, more scares, everything was firing on a higher level than previously. So I'll just say that. But yeah, Blood Moon, love it. Love Definitely it. should have a longer wait. And I think this is going to be sort of like that Descendants where Descendants started out sort of as like the darling of the event and it progressively got higher and higher. So any other final thoughts on blood moon before we move along? Can't get enough of it. Love it. You guys, you guys are killing it in there. Honestly. So good. Yeah. So let's move right along and we'll move up to the exorcist believer, which is the surprise of the century. I think this, I think I've from most people, have claimed this as the scariest house of the year. The fact that we haven't seen the movie does not detract you from this house. You understand what's going on for the most part. You understand it as much as you would any original house. That's kind of the fun part where it's an IP, yes, but if you look at it through the scope of an original house and concept, it falls in line with with the other stuff. Uh, The the characters are, are killing it in this house. The scenes don't get repetitive like you would think with a normal the Exorcist original. Uh, the double scare with the two girls on either side, they're like, I want my mom and I want her now. The body in the blood, the body in the blood. It's just a super good scare, which it, it reminds me a lot of like Haunting a Hill House where they have the, the scare on both sides where you're kind of looking one way and then just this big ominous tone just just comes out of nowhere. And, and just rocks you. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, what do you guys think on Exorcist Believer? Yeah. I mean, this is one of the ones that completely flipped my expectations around. Um, like, I knew this one was going to be okay, but I didn't expect it to be as um, dark and truly scary. 
and I, when I when I what I mean by that is like you know obviously I've said before how like these houses don't typically scare me in the way that people you know describe them to, um, and it's more than just sh- like boo scares like yeah. like shock scares. I mean, there are moments in this in in this house and scenes within this house that like really kind of took me back. I don't took me back, but like it surprised me. Um, like let's just take let's take let's take the the highlight of the house, the exorcism scene in the in the room, where the first time I went through it, I thought I thought that the both that the both the centerpiece in that was, you know, fake or mannequin esque, but it turns out that like one of them is actually like a real person, and the things that they found these people can do is is is, is incredible. Like this. Like it's just it's, it's I don't know how it's it's incredible. It's, I don't know how else to describe the house. This house is yeah. really really good, um, and I think that they didn't hold back and they weren't afraid to really kind of go balls to the walls with this one. And I appreciate that. Like I feel like they could have been safe with it, played it pretty safe, and um, you know maybe stuck to a certain formula that you would expect with like a possession house. I uh, know, but this one like they went. They went for it, and I think they're as of right now they're they're hitting the mark and exceeding it in a lot of ways as well. Um, and the post thing, the cool thing too is like I think you had mentioned Hill House, like they're taking a lot of like the tricks that they've learned from other houses and kind of combining it in this one. So you have some of that like false wall effects, and you have the double scares that happen multiple times in this house. Um, the elevated flooring to add extra ambiance to it I, I yeah it's just it's just so it's so well done uh and you know props to the scare actors in this one because if you can find scare actors that can portray kids correctly and effectively it is some of the scariest shit you'll experience at a at a haunt anywhere as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah you guys you guys pretty much nailed it all honestly it was a very very pleasantly surprised with this house with the detail in it with like how you said nick it really you don't need to see the movie to see it it doesn't really give anything away the scare actors were phenomenal seamus like you had mentioned the one um before with the character that i didn't even i I still don't know if it's real or not i know it's a real person now but i was like wow like they have performed so well and there was another scene in one of the bedrooms and stuff like that with the door cracked behind and i didn't get the scare unfortunately but i turned around and i saw the person creeping behind the door like on a lifted box and i was like that's a good scare point i like when they use different like little spots that you wouldn't normally think that there would be so really surprised with this house really happy with it actually i am curious if the demon devilly character is from the movie or just kind of an original concept of what a demon or devil will look like. Cause that character design like is super it. cool. The, yeah. The, you know, very dark black with the horns mm-hmm. and like the claws, slink, like very, very lanky mm-hmm. and just gross looking. I, I really like that. I'm, I'm curious. I don't think it's going to be the design in the movie, but uh, we'll, we'll see, but Looks let's cool. move along now to stranger things Four, which is right, right in that little Jimmy Fallon area. Um, who wants to kick off Stranger Things 4 for us? Hmm. I'm going to let you guys talk about this one. I've only done it once, um, and it was opening night, and my dog has decided to join in. But um, 
Yeah, I only I only did it the one time opening night. We were like the first couple of run throughs of it, so I don't really know how much I can give an opinion on it yet. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this much, and then I'll let you guys go. Um, this this house's set pieces might be the best in the event. Maybe I haven't quite made that final decision yet, but I think that like for a house that they were att- they were attempting to target the real memorable aspects of the TV show. This one nails it like by far. Um, but like I said, I think that when I went through it that first time there were, they were missing some scare actors there. Some of the areas weren't as fleshed out yet, but it, I mean, it is, it is a pretty house. I mean, this, you are in Hawkins, you are in the, uh, the, the other side, like, uh, the upside down, excuse me. Um, you, you, you're there. You are experiencing Strange of Things season four um, in its fullest, and I and I think that they did a really good job with that. Uh, I think it suffers from being so overhyped that it's never going to meet anyone's expectations. But I think that's just the nature of having a, a property like Stranger Things there at the event. So that's all I have right now on it. But I'm sure you guys, you've done it more than more than I have. So maybe you've got a different opinion on it. So I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, um, I've done it three times now. Uh, I really enjoy it. anything. Everything that you wanted for the most part is in this house. You get, you know, uh, Eddie on the van with Dustin with the music playing. You get the the uh, Chrissy scene with Eddie. You get all that good stuff. Uh, the scenery is really, really good. This is the house that I was talking about. I feel like they didn't need to take the cheap way out in certain scenes and they did. And that's, I feel like I can see a lot of the drapes as like the background, like especially the wood scene, I guess the upside down, it works a little bit and they have like projections, but it just feels like they had these big set pieces that look pretty cool. They pop them in there and then they don't really wall it in. There was no, it just seemed open and I got taken out from that fact. Same thing, even with the the Dustin and Eddie scene, they have the big projection screen behind them to show like that's flying around and stuff like that. But I can see like the big black curtains and it just, it feels more stage-like than immersive to me. So that, that aspect of it kind of took it down for me. But again, I think... I think this goes back to the year being so strong housewise that anything that somebody hyped up is going to go down and anything that was in the middle is going to go up because everything is good. So if you thought something was going to be great and it's just good, it goes down. And if you thought something was just okay, it's going to go up to good and great. And I, I think everybody's list is going to flip flop. So obviously this was my most hyped as of right now. It does not sit at my number one, but it did get progressively better. I did see a couple extra characters the uh following times other than opening day it seems like there's kind of one or two characters in there and it's not too repetitive other than the vecna you get you get your um steve character you get robin you get uh lucas all you get mike you get dustin you get eddie you know you get a little bit of everybody um but yeah i i do enjoy this house like i said it has everything you want but for me, those big open rooms kind of took me out a little bit. Uh, what do you think, Jamie? It's tough for me to say because this was the last house on the list that I needed to get 
done and I did it last night for the first time and we pretty much had a walk on it since we waited till later in the night to do it. And I see what you're saying with the big open spaces and stuff like that, but I feel like for some of the aspects it worked for Vecna's lair, I thought that was so beautiful, so immersive, so amazing. I love the big like floating staircase in the middle. The only thing that got me was the end of it because the end of it, you're right. Now that I think about it now, it looked like you were walking out of a stage set. You could see the black curtains as soon to your left, right to your left as soon as you walked out. So that was a little disappointing. It kind of took away from it, especially with being such a great and like just gorgeous facade and gorgeous room. There is a couple scenes that I'm really glad that made it in there that I kind of called. I was looking back on the list from Guess What's in the House. Uh, how much spo- we're doing spoilers. Okay, so you guys are ready for the spoilers. But the rainbow room was included in there where Eleven is fighting one, which was really fun. The bedroom scene where they're falling into the upside down going the opposite way was in there, which is really cool to see too. The only thing that kind of disappointed me for a little bit maybe because it's only I've only done one run of the house so far but I feel like I hyped it up a lot more than what I got out of it don't get me wrong I really really enjoyed it but kind of like how you said too Nick I feel like this isn't I had it pretty ranked pretty high on my list and I feel like this isn't sitting at number one right now but maybe I need to get a couple more runs in it and I just thought I missed a lot of the characters last night. I feel like the only characters I saw were Eddie and Dustin, and I saw Lucas, and I saw one Robin. I feel like I didn't see any other characters, and Eleven, and one. So actually more than I thought, but there was just some of those side characters that I've seen other people mentioning that they saw that I need to go back and look more just to get that more detail. Yeah, and and I guess uh, the one thing too, the Vecnas, I, I really like the makeup and the costumes, but I do feel some of them are shorter than others, so it I was like, I don't imagine, I'm not that tall of a person, but I don't imagine Vecna being similar height to me, but I guess that's just a, a casting issue. Um, and when they're a little bit shorter, I think the, the mm-hmm. costumes get a little bunched up and saggy and it looks a little less intimidating, mm-hmm. but the design of it and the, the actual replication is, is really good. Really good. So is everybody good on Stranger Things ready to move along? Yes, sir. So let's move along to what's on the left side. And uh, Seamus, I'll just let you Seamus, kick off this one because this, this <laughs> is Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons? Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons. We got to it. We are um, getting to it. So I know everybody's been asking, what, what, is, what, what does he think? What does he think? Has he done it yet? Um, do you want my honest <laughs> opinion or do you want my uh, tempered Opinion. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. It, was it as bad as I thought it was going to be? Yes. Um, but I can appreciate what they were trying to do. Uh, I just think it falls way flat. Um, it falls way short of even what I expect. I think it definitely falls way short days of expectations Shit, i can't talk right now um and that's saying something even for me because i had very little expectations for it um i i, I think that 
it's boring. There's no, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like every room was the same thing, right? Like it just felt like it was the same two things. You either had the fire guy throwing his fire flames across the wall or the ice guy throwing his ice balls across the wall. <laughs> and it was just the same characters doing the same thing in every room. And then when you finally get to the dragons, it's two fucking party store dragons blowing fucking smoke in your face. Like, I mean, are you serious? Like, I'm, I'm not being honest. Like, I mean, yeah, no. I, I, you, you build this up to be this big, massive, like, hey, this is going to be a battle between two warring dragon wizard fucking Merlin motherfuckers. And, like, you, you give me that? Like, are you serious? <laughs> Like I'm expecting. Uh, uh, well, think about it this way. Look, look, look. Just in the last couple of years, how many like houses have we gotten? Some really intricate puppetry, or some really decent, um, like large, large scale, large yeah. scale set pieces, right? Like remember the clown from Killer Clowns at the end. Yep. Like that is like a large set piece that's in your face. The dragons are just too tiny little dog looking dragons up in the corner of the room and people missed them how many people did we talk to they were like we didn't even see any dragons in it because they're not prominent they're just there and if you don't catch it then you don't you don't see it and then like the whole like choose your fate thing like i'll I'll give them this they i didn't expect them to actually do a choose your own path type thing which they did at the end i think it was i thought it was just going to be like you know oh ice one this walk through oh no fire one this walk through no it's you choose which one you want to go through and i did both and it's the same thing nothing changes there's no difference um it's just one is a is a blue guy throwing stuff and the one's a red guy throwing stuff and yeah woo um no this house is terrible um it's the biggest dud I think they've ever done, at least from the years that I've been there. And correct me if I'm wrong, like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know I'm wrong. I listen. I know community. I get it. I, I'm an idiot, and this is stupid. And I, sh- you shouldn't. Uh, your opinion doesn't matter anyway. But no, this, this house is terrible. It's bad. It's the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it, they, they benefit from the fact that literally all all nine other houses are really good, and this one is just trash. So sorry, sorry, <laughs> retro people. I get you like the roller coaster. I get it, but this is stupid. Like this, explain it to me, you know, all Mister and Mrs. Retro, who's listening to us right now. How does this fit the theme of the roller coaster? So the story is from the, the Q line. The, the Q, Q line, line does carry the storyline. The Q line. <laughs> all right, cool, real good, solid. Uh, yeah, um, oh boy. for me, it's it's definitely better than I th- had anticipated. But again, still not being a fantasy person, it just doesn't it doesn't do much for me. Um, the part that I again, it is just kind of the two warlocks. There is one room. I, I will say this: I do like the design of the ice warlock. The the I do too. Blizzrock. It's got kind of like the spiky face with the icicles coming off of it. Pretty cool. Um, I don't like there, there's one room you walk into and it's very clearly the uh, Pyrock as just a, a static statue and the stage to the left is empty and you, you just know somebody's coming out there and it just felt like it was a giveaway scare for me. Um, there was one aspect that I just couldn't stop laughing and I felt bad, but like you walk in between the two of them because it does try to pitch you in the middle of the battle and they're just kind of doing like 
Dragon Ball Z hand motions towards each other and the sound effects of just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. And I just couldn't help, but kind of laughing at that. It, It was goofy. Um, the the choose your faith pathway is is a fun it's a fun addition um, because I get to I don't have a preference and I do think they alternate so I don't think which side you go to dictates who wins so there's technically four endings um, but for me I just go to whichever side the person in front of me doesn't go so that way it's at least open um, but yeah, I do have to go through it a couple more times to to maybe get a final judgment because it does seem um, maybe less diverse than some of the other houses right now. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's kind of where I thought it would be. It's just not my favorite. And maybe I would enjoy it more had some of the other houses not produced. You know, there was two, obviously Blood Moon and Darkest Deal were ones coming into the event where we were like maybe not you guys but in my head i didn't have a complete image of what they were going to be so they it could have fumbled and they didn't uh and that would have helped out doing dragons for myself but for me yeah it's definitely not raising as much as i wanted it to just because the other houses are are kind of hitting all those points but yeah, for me, I mean, the scenery was really cool. I'll give it the the scenic look was was pretty cool. The um, the the castle with the drawbridge was fun, but it, again, it had like the very just fake dude with like the the cone hat who had like an arrow through him or or something. <laughs> um, and then there was just the the book that lit up and stuff. Yeah, and how many the, book scenes yeah, do we get? Like three. Uh, yeah, like three books, I think. This is Merlin's book. Explain this to me. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Yeah, this is Merlin's oh, okay. book that right. was left. Sorry. Unattended. Is Merlin stuck in the tree in the beginning of this house? Yeah. So that's oh, the okay. Merlin right. tree. Okay, that makes sense now. Now you say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's the the hidden oak. I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, but that's that's what I got so far. Jamie, what do you think on on doing dragons? Because I, I I understand when a, a majority of the people uh, got to do this ride and and enjoy the the storyline because it is there and from outsiders looking in like us especially outsiders that aren't in that fandom of style i have even less attraction towards it but i completely understand when people are attached to this house and why it's still firing for them and they're enjoying it but for for us for me and seamus it's not as much um, but Jamie, what do you think about this house? I thought the set design was actually really, really good. And it did mimic the queue from the ride very well. And like you said, the drawbridge scene was really cool. The castle walls, the skulls and everything was really fitting for that. And it was really reminiscent of that. And I haven't seen that in years. So it kind of brought back those memories and stuff like that. I feel like I have to get another walkthrough of this house because only went through it once and we were already going pretty hard opening night so i don't remember the whole entire house so i'm gonna have to go back and get a better view of it but i really did like the choose thy fate path i haven't seen that in years since when they used to do the choose the paths back in the day that kind of stuff i thought it was a nice interpretation i was a little disappointed because literally the path that you choose is pretty much 2.5 seconds not even a full room it feels like a half a room and then it's done and there was no one in the room 
when I had went through yeah, it. Yeah, so one of the was, runs I did, there was it was there kind was of disappointing. There. So I was like, oh, maybe we maybe we didn't win. So I didn't really understand that, but. Um, like you said, the ice, uh, Blizzrock was really cool looking. Some of the uh, troll goblin looking guys that they had lurking in the trees were really fun looking. But like I said, I got to do this one again just to get a better walkthrough of it and to get a more better feel of everything. But the set was cool. It was very reminiscent. I see why a lot of people like it. Just like Seamus and Nick, though, I just feel like fantasy and like mystical stuff is not really my thing. And it's actually not as mystical as I thought it was going to be. And didn't have as much of fantasy aspect. It's not what I pictured in my head, but I yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, seems like we got all our thoughts out on dragons. Anything yeah. else on that end or no? Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll put it this way: you guys, if you like it, more power to you. I don't. I, I think that's great that people find something in it that they like. I just think it's you know, in all seriousness, I think I just I don't. Not for me, man. This ain't it. That's basically yep. what it is for me. Yep. Um, let's move next door. Yeti campground kills. Who wants to take the lead on Yeti or should why I jump take, right why on? Why don't you take the lead? Cause this was, this yeah. was, this was your this like was big high house. So pretty high. I believe I had this at two. Um, I really enjoy this house. I, I like the scenery. I like the setting. There are a couple areas in here. I think the little lake scene was really, really cool. I, do wish the lighting may be a little bit different because, I mean, you don't want to give away that it's not a little lake. But again, it's a little hard to see the stuff out there. I guess that's part of the point. They want you looking out there so they can hit you with a scare on the other side. I love side. the scare actor in that scene. Yeah, the what the hell I is going on? This, I love that dude. That dude's he's like one of the best in that in that house. But yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't you up. No, you're, it, it hit a lot of the stuff I had. I mean, we had the cabin. We had a little RV kill scene. We had the fire going. Uh, we had... <laughs> The, the family of Yeti was um, short-lived because the little baby Yeti is not making it out alive. I expected to see at least a scene with baby Yeti tussling with a ba- with an actual child, but the child is just poking the dead baby Yeti with a stick. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, the Yeti's Yeti. are the good guys in this house. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean... The way I see it is this little shithead kid killed the baby. Yeah, he deserves it. Game he on. deserves to get eaten by Yeti. Game on. But no, I think this is a really fun house. I like the characters. I like the design. Uh, again, I think I mentioned it a mul- multiple times before we went through that. It's not, again, it's not as much I'm excited for Yetis as a character. I'm excited for the campground setting. And for me, it made me feel back at home a little bit. Um, I do think maybe there's some instances where they could have gone even more campy. I didn't necessarily feel, I know it's hard to like use those two terms in different meanings. I felt the campground setting, but I didn't feel the campiness in the house as much. Yeah. There's not a lot of campiness to it. I mean, there is a little bit, I think with like the, you know, like we just talked about the baby Yeti, like that whole part's kind of campy. It, it gives off that like, 50s long long trailer vibe but nothing that screams like hey this is like bugs like bugs was truly campy this doesn't really give off of that give off of much of that um but i still think there's definitely some brevity not brevity sorry i said brevity levity to it um but i mean, I, I, 
most of the scares are pretty effective in this house. I'm not gonna lie. Like this, like, yeah. like I, I from from here on out, I'm gonna flip that fucking snake off because that snake's a piece <laughs> of shit. When he comes out of that <laughs> toilet, like the first time I went through this house, I was like pointing at the out, at the outhouse, like legitimately just not expecting anything, and that fucking snake comes out of that middle toilet and fucking I have not seen that the shit out of me. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, look, look watch this, watch the outhouse when you walk to the outhouse. That thing scared the hell out of me. Like I jumped I like a foot. In the feet. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Um, but the thing okay, about this house too, and you, it's actually brings up a good point, is that this house has, is one of those ones where you have a lot of things. You're going to notice something different every time you go through it. Like just so many things to look for. There's so many details um, in the various scenes that you're going to miss something every time you go through it. So you're, you're going to have something new to kind of appreciate or catch on to, um, you know, every, every time you go through, every time you, every time you go through it excuse yeah. me uh jamie what do you think about yeti it's really tough for me to say but i was actually a little disappointed with yeti <gasps> That's i was, okay. I was. No, no, explain, explain explain i feel like i feel like both run-throughs i really didn't get many scares like you guys said i feel like it wasn't as campy as i expected it to be i feel like the yetis that they used didn't really look like they belonged in the house i feel like they just used the same yetis that they used in yukon before i wish they were more of a bigfoot-esque yeti the only one that looked like it was more the baby yeti that they fucking killed off my homie immediately didn't even give him his time to shine i couldn't believe it. i literally Not making the i literally screamed when i saw him i was so upset but i do like some of the fun scares that they do with the um the trailer that they have and some of like the projections that they do with the uh, with the tent and stuff like that. Uh, Nick had mentioned I really like that lake scene, how they have the body floating in the lake and they kind of use the mirrors to give it that water effect and stuff like that. I thought that was very fun. Maybe just the run throughs that I've done of it. I just missed the scares. But um, the only one I think that got me last night was the uh, the bear suit. Is the, the Yeti? He's in the oh, bear's yeah, back. the bear's back. So that was really fun to see. Yeah, that I just noticed. Time. I noticed it for the first time last night. That was yeah. my first time seeing him last night. So that was really fun. So he actually got me. But other than that, I wish it was a little more campy. I do like some of the characters that they use because they are those kind of like fifties esque like characters. You had the lady with like the rollers in her hair. I think kind of stuff like that. So that was fun. But maybe I'll get some better run throughs, like I said. But yeah. Um, so any more thoughts on on Yeti before we kind of move along? Because I know we're going to be kind of adjusting our game plan based off of our time, but let's let's move along. This is a long walk in the park, and we're going to go all the way to the Fast and the Furious queue with Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count. Chucky. Now, this is made its way around the community that this is sort of a mess. This is... This is at the bottom of most people's lists. Which is I, funny to me. It really does kind of surprise me a little bit. Because yeah, I actually, so, I mean, this house was better than I thought it was going to be. I actually don't hate this one. I thought I was going to hate it more than I do. And I, I really don't. I mean, it's not like my favorite by far. But I think that it's, you know, what they did kind of fits i don't know maybe, maybe maybe that's maybe it's just me and then maybe you guys will explain to me why you you don't think the same but i just feel like the the puppetry in it's really good the animatronic work that it is really good um i haven't really seen how the red button thing works yet which i know because this one's got like red buttons you can press and i don't know what yeah. it does but um 
I mean, is it weak in some areas? It is. I think it, I think it's lacking in some actual scare actors. I feel like a lot of it's relying on like, sorry, my dog doesn't know when to shut up. Um, it's relying a little bit too much on the puppetry in some areas, but at the same time, I feel like it's pretty ingenuitive and it doesn't follow the same old, same old, but Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not sharing in the same opinion as everybody else's. Uh, Jamie, why don't you jump into Chucky while I collect my thoughts? So I really didn't hate it, honestly. I do have to say that I liked the second half more than I did from the first half, but I think that's what they were going for. They were trying to go a little more harder because that was Chucky's half of the house. But I really like the interactiveness with the button you said, because I know we had one in Killer Clowns. It, uh, Seamus, it, um, smokes up the fireplace in the christmas room when you press the button which is pretty cool yeah it like has fog come from the little fireplace which is fun there was some excuse me there was some scenes that i noticed that they actually pulled from the first season of chucky which i thought was kind of cool there was the dishwasher scene which was pretty iconic there was the scene where um he stabs the doctor in the hospital with all the used needles which i thought was really cool too and there's one really 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 cool character that is a fake character it's just the figure and stuff like that but it's like all the different body parts and the heads put together to make it into one big monsteroid kind of thing and i think that was really cool definitely didn't get as many scares as i have in some of the other houses but there is one part where you walk through kind of like how they did in black phone, which was funny because it was in the same spot, but um, the all black hallway for a little bit. And you have the different Chucky dolls around you and some of them light up and they play with that sound. And I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Chucky as is. Uh, so let's just start with some positives real quick. Uh, the animatronic, that intro, that Chucky, that is seemingly where they put the budget of the whole house. That thing is moving and grooving. It looks as realistic to a talking murderous doll as it could possibly look. So that thing is super cool. Um, I do like the little hidden things in this house. Uh, you mentioned the dishwasher scene. I was trying to point it out to you last night, but there's little Chucky legs and they scurry in and out. I and did they see that come- when I turned around. That was yeah. fun. So they kind of do shoot in and out. Um, I do like that. That weird like body contraption thing that they built is probably one. It's crazy that one of my like favorite set pieces is in a house I'm not fond of, <laughs> uh, but that's where it is. Um, but yeah, negatives, uh, you know, the basis of the house got messy. This is why I kind of mentioned earlier where they had kind of a cool idea and they dropped the ball. Uh, the idea was that they made a haunted house for Chucky and he showed up and it was a bad house. He got mad. He kills everybody. Very meta. Uh, but you don't really get that. It's hard to pull that out from what we walk through. Um, I think it would have been better suited to, like how I said, have it split. The first half is just a straight Chucky haunted house. And it's a voiceover of Chucky commenting on the room, sort of like, oh, this is stupid. This is they're not even dying. Now it's my turn. And then the second half is like him actually killing people where this one's sort of just like a hodgepodge of like uh, confusion, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I, I really don't like the 
all the different actors that have just a Chucky doll on them and they're just flailing it around trying to make it look like Chucky's attacking them and you hear the audio of Chucky just like, like I just, I, I do not like that. And that just goes into the fact of me not liking Chucky in general because I just can't, I can't see that happening. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of, it's, I didn't have high expectations for it. So that's why I'm not really as disappointed in it. Um, I just feel sort of vindicated that something I'm not a big fan of is sort of just not hitting for most people as well. Um, I do have to go through it again. I think we only went through it twice so far, but for me right now, it's just, it's, it's at the bottom of my list. I definitely do not feel pulled to go in there and it has a very high wait time. Uh, so maybe that'll, that'll adjust accordingly. Once people start being like, okay, uh, if I'm here for one night, I could probably probably miss the Chucky house. Uh, but I did just feel like it was, again, a lot of cool static figures um, and not much happening. It felt like I was wa- like walking through a set or walking through like a museum of, of Chucky. And that was kind of kind of it for me. But I think that's kind of all I have for opinions on that. Did anybody else have anything at all for for Chucky ultimate kill count. I think I'm good. Yeah. I was trying to walk through it in my head and, and remember certain things. The one room, the one room I really did like, I think you mentioned it, Jamie, where it's, it's pitch black mm-hmm. and then the lights just strike on and there's like just dolls up top looking at you. That is creepy. And yeah. I do like that. That's a good, that's a good scare. Um, and again, it's a creative non character scare. Uh, but I think they relied on it too much. And I think the other ones didn't hit nearly as good as this one. So that's kind of why it sort of falls flat for me. So let's keep moving through the park and we are going to hit Dr. Oddfellow's twisted traditions. Now I, f- I feel like I did this one only a couple times the first two nights and the last two nights I haven't gone back to it. So it, it feels like, like it hasn't been as recent since I've gone through it, but this I really enjoy this house. It took kind of what I had in mind and upped it. I remember I specifically said, I want a strong man with a sledgehammer hitting somebody ahead. And we got that exact thing. So I've again, vindicated in that. So I enjoy it. Uh, It feels claustrophobic. Uh, It doesn't get too like carny uh, stereotypical. I think it's very creative. I really like, and I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but the ending scene with Dr. Oddfellow and you're walking towards him, it feels very much like icons captured where you're walking up that pathway. And it's, it just seemed like a great, like welcoming. It seems like they rolled out the red carpet for Dr. Oddfellow into the, into the icon world. Uh, And I, and for that, I'm very, very grateful, but yeah. And what else, what else can we say about this house? What'd you guys think? I honestly thought it was more carnival-esque than I expected it to be. It kind of reminded me of some of the old 3D houses that we used to have, some of the jack houses and stuff like that, which I really liked. Like you said, Nick, I feel like when we were walking through it, I only got to do this one once as well. I really need to catch up on some of them. But I feel like there were some spots I was like, you called it, you called it. And it's just fun seeing different scenes like that when you kind of guess and stuff and seeing stuff you had wanted to see in a house and seeing it come to fruition is really fun. And I feel like you said the different characters that they had, the different sideshow characters and stuff like that weren't as like 
typical as the ones you would see at a normal carny circus. So I feel like that was a nice touch too. But I really like the facade of this one as well. I think it worked really well, even though they just did the project- projection on the house. It still looks like that circus big top and they made it flow really well on it to where it looks like it's kind of in the wind. It, it's just really cool. And so I really, I really enjoyed this one. I think I need to do it again though, just to appreciate it more. Yeah. I've only done it once. I'm going to give it a, a few more times before I can make a final judgment, but yeah. it does seem pretty cool from what I did see. Um, I think the <laughs> facade's a little lacking and I know it's partially because of the sprung tent that, that it's in, but yeah. Otherwise, I think it's exactly what I expected from it. Um, very carny esque, very um, you know sideshow attraction type, you know type type setting rather than like a full on like circus. Um, so it, it, I'm not like super high on it at the moment, but I'm also not like super down on it either. So I think I I think it comes from needing to do it more than once. Um, and it's nice that there isn't a massive like jack push either. Like there might be a reference, but that's about it. Yeah, that's I do enjoy that where it's kind of Dr. Oddfellow is is shining in his own house, which is nice that there's not a you know, there's there's a couple subtle references. Uh, but other than that, it's not overbearing. So let's now move to that back corner by MIB where we have what's on the the left side let's go with the darkest deal and again this is one that i think is definitely surprising the the whole community we all were very intrigued but it did have that story that sounded like it could have gotten lost in translation and and just from my perspective it did not you knew exactly what was going on everything had a purpose and this thing is scary this is a scary house they get you the characters in this house are like owning their parts. I think more so than most houses. I think they're just all in on their on their characters. And for me, that that truly pushes the house to, to higher in higher regard when the characters and the characters immediately recognize who their character is, what they're doing, and they own it. Uh, pine straws, the pine straws in this house are killing it. They, they're just having a great time. The the just from the get go, you walk in. And you see the contract and it's it's lighting up and you can see it being signed. Super, super cool. It has those scenes we kind of imagined. Had a couple concert venues, one not so great. And then the next one, the the imagery of the collector very clearly being the puppeteer is is just really cool. But what do what do you guys think on this one? Yeah, this is also a dark horse of the event. I think the Kind of like how Monsters was last year, where the scare actors definitely made it better than what it was. I think this this is what this one benefits from because this one for me, it's like you know, if it if it was just this, you know, just the setting and just the scenery, it'd be okay. But I think the scare actors definitely make this so much better than it than it truly could be. Um, so I I had to give a ton of props to you know, like you said, this the the Pine Straw characters do really really good do really well um i love the character i love the collector character um i think a lot of the set pieces work really well i think it gives off weekend vibes to a point um with like the the set pieces in the you know concert halls or the or the or the you know the the whiskey with whiskey halls Um, and then it also kind of gives off a little bit of the 
the coven too, where it had like the speakeasy type stuff. Um, yeah. So I think it's good. I, I want to do it a couple more times to really get a, to get a final feeling for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the scares work really well. It's scarier than I thought it was going to be. So I think you're right there. I think there's definitely some points within that house that uh, work really, really well when it comes to getting you to look one way and then to get you another way. Um, so yeah, I think it's a pretty effective house. I, not my favorite favorite, obviously, but it's up there. Jamie? God, if I could only emphasize how much this house has grown on me, it was what didn't have it too high on my list for the hype list and everything like that. But wow, after last night's walkthrough that we had in it, that was some of the best scares I've gotten in a house in a really, really long time. If I'm not mistaken, they have it's it was either in this and monsters. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they had the uh the trumpet scare scene. Yep. Yeah, the that trumpet scares me. Yeah, you there? Sorry, my headphones popped out for a second. <laughs> yeah, the trumpet scares me. That little guy is oh awesome. Oh my <laughs> god, I was looking the other way and literally turned my head really quick and he stuck it out and got me and I pointed it at him and I laughed and I was like that was really good and he was like he he pointed back at me. So whoever that was if you were there, that was probably like 12 something last night phenomenal you got me really really good and then the end of the house there was one last collector in like his final form with the suit and the mask and everything like that thought he was fake just strolling right by him he got me so good that i literally almost ran out of the house and that hasn't happened to me in a long time but the facade and the design that they did in this house i feel like you were saying nick all the characters have just been so great with their positions that they've been put in they've just been killing it i feel like this will probably stay i feel like it'll only get better over time and i feel like it'll probably stay towards the higher part of my list which i didn't really expect at the beginning of the season but i'm starting to fall more and more in love with it and i feel like it's because i got those scares in the house and they've done them really really well and it is just a dark setting in that ominous setting and like you said at the beginning when you have the collector and you're signing the contract and you see the signature lighting up it's just fun little details like that that really add to it too yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, a community favorite right now. And I think that just is a testament to, to how much characters can affect a house. And, and I, I just, I feel the vibe in there. I feel yes. the love that those characters have for that zone. So I just, I, I really think that they're, um, they're bringing it up for sure. Uh, the Last of Us. Let's get into The Last of Us. Now, I think this is probably the one we've probably all done the least amount. I've done it twice. Once. Um, once, and I think Jamie maybe just once yep. as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, who wants to, to tackle The Last of Us? Uh, it's good. Yeah. Wah, wah, I mean, like, wah. Jamie, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. I'll let you start. You go no, ahead, I'm, Jamie. I'm, I'm saying it's, like, it. it's, it's, it's not bad. Um. But in no way does it deserve the weights that it has that it that it's had. I, I, and I, again, I don't want to sound too much like um, dogging on it because I think be, uh, set wise, artistic wise, artist artistry wise, um, character wise, I think it's a great house. I just don't think it's worth waiting what you're what you've been waiting to get into it. I, um, I mean, I think. 
I've gone through it once. We waited about an hour, hour 15 to go through it. Uh, I was in line for it opening night or Saturday night or whatever it was. Opening night. I think it was opening night. And, you know, we were in line for 45 minutes before I realized we're going to be in line for another hour and a half at least. Um, So I ducked out and just took off that at that point. And it's just to me, it's not worth it. It's really not worth that kind of wait. That, 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 I mean, I'm not even sure there's a whole lot of houses even in, in, in recent past that's worth waiting two hours for, but, um, I, I, again, it's just, I think it lacks something like it lacks the magic of the show. And again, I think we talked about it a little bit where, you know, when the show is built really off of the relationships being built between characters, you can't do that in a house. Um, don't get me wrong. The zombie things look cool, but it's not enough for me to be like, this house is totally worth waiting a hundred minutes for 120 minutes, 160 minutes for. Um, so I, I get why it's a long wait, but I just, I don't know. I think there's something lacking in it, but go ahead, Jamie rip on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to dog on it. So this is the only house that I can confidently say that I'll probably never do again throughout the season. I know that's kind of harsh, but opening night just really put a bad taste in my mouth. We went in line at 70 minutes and we probably waited over two hours for this house. So I was like, this better be the best fucking house I've ever been through in my entire life if we're waiting this long. And it was really disappointing. It was pretty much Descendants of Destruction with the clickers and the bloaters and all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, their costumes were really cool. Joel and Ellie looked really cool. I just have never had that connection with The Last of Us. I can't justify waiting in line for that long, especially since we don't have Express because I'm poor. (laughs) And um, I just, this was at the last of this was at the last spot for my hype list and it's probably going to stay at the last spot unfortunately i feel like this is the only house that just didn't really do it for me like i said we only did one run one run through of it i know nick's done two or a couple more than we have but just i didn't have high hopes for it and it pretty much stayed where i thought it was going to stay yeah it's a fine house it's mm-hmm. it's okay um in in a year where all the other houses seem to be firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. That puts it towards the bottom for me. Um, I will not wait long for this house. I will do this house at the very end of the night if it is a walk-on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good, it, it's fine. Um, I just don't want to wait the wait that I'm going to have to because it is a popular IP. But if I get in line and I walk down and I see that whole wind around full up, I'm, I'm going to duck out yeah. because it's, for me... I enjoyed the show. I only played the game to sort of see what we're going to see for the house, but I don't have that deep rooted connection to it. I didn't play as a kid. I didn't play it when it came out. So it's not something I fully am like, Oh, I need to do this. Um, the clickers and the bloaters looked really cool. They looked really good. The scenes in the setting, it is kind of exactly what we thought it was going to be. Um, it feels very descendancy and it's tough. It's a ballsy move to do that the year after that, that house. Um, and I know they're, they're different concepts, but at the end of the day, it's a post-apocalyptic uh, infection zombie based thing. Um, but I mean, if you're a diehard of the property, you are probably going to really, really enjoy this house. I will say that. Um, and as somebody, and I think as a collective group of people who are not diehards, um, it is sort of just kind of there for us. 
Um, so while I do enjoy it, uh, it's nothing that I feel the absolute need to go to. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think I need to do it again, but I'm going to when yeah. the lines aren't stupid. And I feel, you know, I'm not going to lie, like, this is the one thing it's like shame on universal universal for like the, the, the wait times never are accurate. Like they so wildly inaccurate. Yes, the problem way. with this house is that at the very front of the entrance, it'll say like 90 minutes, which, you know, is, is long, but then, you know, you wait, you wait, you get down to where the risers are and it's another there's another weight sign which they're giving you a different weight so it's almost like are you telling me that it's like 90 minutes from here to the next weight sign there's another 90 minutes from there to the house mm-hmm. um and that i don't know i just feel like you know be honest and be open with it and say like this is like a two-hour wait right now uh, and i think that's the part of the problem because even when i was leaving that opening night that first night and kind of leaving the line people were asking why are you leaving i'm like because this line is longer than i said it than, than i said it was up front if you think this is gonna you're gonna be out of this line in an hour you're wrong you're gonna be standing here for about two hours um and again if the house is worth two hours then it's worth it but unfortunately i don't think it's possible to have a house that will ever be worth two hour two hours of standing in line um but yeah i mean uh, you know for those that like it great for those that don't i can understand why you don't um, I think it is what it is. It, you know, it does what, it, what we thought it would. I think it's very much like Descendants in a lot of ways, um, outside of having the Joel and the, and the, the Ellie characters in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I have no strong attachment to the property. So that's part of the, part of the, I think why I'm not super high on it. So, all right, let's move to our final house, and that is Universal Monsters Unmasked. And Jamie, why don't you just take it off? Because I yeah, think buddy. This is oh, kind of man. House. Mother of God. What, yeah, what a phenomenal, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous house. I <laughs> This was at the top of my hype list. This is one of the best houses I've done in years. The amount of detail they put in this house, the scare actors are going hard. The fucking Invisible Man room. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Got me. Got me so good multiple times. I love the rooms with the mannequins, the different characters that you don't know if they're real or not. The um, hunchback at the top on the bungee scare, phenomenal as well. The one invisible man scare where you're in the dark room and you don't even know, but his hand comes out of the fucking ceiling, out of the wall. I do. Oh my God, I got you an Alex last night so bad. Oh, it got me the first time too. And I knew it was coming and I'm like, I know it's coming up. I know it's coming up and it still got me. And there was just rooms that you had double scares. You had triple scares. I feel like the energy was just so high from both runs that I've done in this house. I just, I, I can't talk enough of it. I don't want this house to go away. I never want it to leave me. It was, it was amazing. The only downside I would have to say is Nick pointed it out to me last night, but I couldn't really decipher the Dr. Jack. And Hyde character until he pointed it out to me. Other than that, I feel like yeah. the other characters were very notable. Agreed. He knew who was who, but I wasn't able to figure him out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think because I think it's primarily Jekyll. Okay. I don't know if there's a whole lot of Mister Hyde in it. I think it's mostly Doctor Jekyll. Gotcha. Or, well, whatever one's the Mr. crazy Hyde. monster Hyde. is Jekyll, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it Hyde? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Doctor Jekyll is the the scientist, and and Mister Hyde. Mister Hyde, so, so Hyde, Hyde, so it's primarily Hyde, I think. But I yes. think I need to do it more than once to kind of get that better. Um, but but I will say this for all y'all who think that I'm just a hater, uh, 
This is the best monster's house they've ever done. Um, this house blew me away. I, I, I kind of felt like it was going to be good. I knew I was super pumped on it when I heard like, Hey, this is actually going to be the Paris characters. We're going to get them on. And we're going to get um, the, the Phantom. We're going to get Hunchback. I mean, it's exactly what I wanted. I'm a little bummed. There's not as much Hunchback as I'd like, mm-hmm. but overall this house is this house is also incredible. I mean, it's uh, the, the, the facade, like the, op- the the opening facade of this. When you first walk in, it's raining on the you, rain? and, the good, and oh you got the God. like the French guy up on top of the thing, pointing down and talking to you. Like, holy crap! Like, you want to set a house up f- for success? That's how you do it. Like, holy! I mean, I know that last year's was well received, but you can't compare the two. This year's no. facade is so much better than last year's was. Um, not maybe, maybe not so much in like intricacy and detail, but this one you felt like you were in, you were walking into like 1800s France. Like you, yeah. you felt it, and 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 it just. This is what gives me, you know. The, the butterflies the feels like this like when you when you when you can do that in the first two seconds of walking in um and then just carry that through all the way through like this i i don't know i i jamie said it said it best like i don't know how much i don't know if i can follow her up but like holy crap like you I and mean, was it quite as parasy catacomb as i thought it was gonna be no but i don't think you i guess you didn't really have to because what they did worked so well um and again i've only done it the one time so i I, i'm i'm desperate to do this one again because i really want to kind of soak up the details so for all y'all who think i'm a monsters hater and that's all i live to do (laughs) not this year because not this year this year this this could potentially be a top three house for me new year new me new yeah new year new monster shamans yeah um so I have a couple of things. I, I love this house. I think it got significantly better when we went at, when we did it last night than first weekend. Maybe I missed this on opening weekend and and just caught it last night. But for me, the Hyde characters, I don't I, on Wednesday, they were like lime green black lighting them and they really showed out. I don't know if that was happening on opening weekend. Maybe it was and I missed it, but they stuck out so much more to me on on that that last night um but yeah i mean everything you said i agree with the a couple negatives the the phantom scenes i didn't necessarily like how it was very curtain heavy i felt i didn't feel a, like I, I wanted him to be like playing an organ and like having a big open scenery just going from like little abe lincoln seats I, that part i, I felt just very kind of just stage-esque, like, okay, corner here, and there's like a little booth with a stabbing thing, and then go into these curtains, and here's another one. Um, and then the biggest takeaway, um, Jamie is going to absolutely hate this. I think this would have been a better house if you took away Invisible Man and added more Hunchback. You're so I fucking, had, you're so ridiculous. I, I knew you were going to say that. No fucking way. But I agree, the best but I agree with him. <laughs> no, Sorry, I, I think, I think those gave... three characters, those three characters make more sense together. And yeah. he's, he really is. And, and I love all the rooms that he has, but I, it feels more like an I, afterthought and it doesn't feel like it necessarily yeah. meshes with all the other ones. I agree. I, 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 I 
I think it would have been better suited if there was an Invisible Man house or just or two or three monsters with him, maybe him being more of a main focus. But he does feel much like the poster where he's sitting in the back. He feels he's like incredibly an hard to make work in real life. I don't know. I hate to say it. I, I feel he was like the star of the show. <sighs> That's hard. Hunt. I really I honestly do. for me over Phantom though. Yeah, definitely. For, really? For yep. Hundred percent. No, for me, hunchback, the hunchback scenes, the hunchback scenes were were not enough. Yeah, um, I agree with that, that. That the bungee scene, awesome, awesome. Um, the hide scenes, scary Pretty as good. hell. They got me a lot. Those are scary. And and I like all the he invisible. He did feel man a little play. out of place for me, but he at least was pretty scary. Um, but I could totally agree with you 100%. Like they could totally do this without the invisible man. And I don't think it would affect it. I don't think it would hurt it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are getting close to wrapping up. Any thoughts, any thoughts on monsters at all before we close out our opening weekend re- reactions? Nope. Just that I want people to know that I don't hate monsters as much as you think I do. I got a, I have a, I have a new hot take. I got a new hot take. Okay. All right. Here we go. My hot take before was that Stranger Things 4 was going to take House of the Year, and I think it's going to be monsters. I don't think that's too far off. I think monsters could do a back to back. I really do think that. I enjoyed um, monsters more than Stranger Things, and I thought that was going to be tough for me I, to say. I also I enjoyed. Dark, I think Darkest Steel more than House of Year. or Darkest Steel. I I got to give a lot to Dark Darkest Steel and I mean, monsters to are my top fair, two right now. And Blood Moon. Yeah, I'm, I got to stick with my my boys and Blood Moon. I think Blood Moon is the best house this year by far. But it's beautiful, I think, and I think that's the one that deserves House of the Year. But I could totally see them going monsters again. Yeah. All right. Well, we were going to do uh, up down segments and call ins, but we are we are maxed out at this point for recording time, which will give us a lot of good conversation for next week. So that's where we will kind of keep calling in. We'll we'll do another call in episode. (laughs) Do more. Yeah. Call call us in a little bit more. You can leave a message um, and just kind of if you went on this weekend, leave, leave us a message about what you thought. If you didn't get to go and you have some more questions feel free to ask them. So you can call in at 689-244-0956. And next week we will respond to those because we had a lot to talk about, obviously with, with opening weekend and, and reactions off. And, and we had to go pretty in depth on, on certain things, but next week we can discuss uh, further um, our reactions. And we also are on this coming Saturday going on our three house unmasking the horror tour with our winner from our contest. So we will have some some more insight on three of the houses at least, so we can discuss that. Uh, but until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. This is Invisible Man's number one fan, Jamie. Enjoy Horror Nights. We are just getting started. Happy haunts. Woo! Cursed, cursed, to the and again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.